And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, I am. And the super producer, I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom. Bye-bye. Juice, this week we have uh, the first time WWE is running a pay-per-view out of the UK in quite some time. I actually don't know the last time they ran a pay-per-view out of the UK. I don't know if you Last time the plane ride from hell. (laughs) Was it? I think it's a possibility. Yeah. That I mean that would make sense. That would make sense. But I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited for Clash of the Castle. I think that the matchups that are coming out are really unique. I think that uh the venue is gonna be awesome and I think that the crowd's gonna be hot for it. And I think that overall we're in for a good day. For us, it'll be a day of wrestling. Yeah, it's quite the weekend of wrestling. I mean, Clash of the Castle on Saturday, and then Sunday morning is World's Clyde, and then Sunday night is all out. It's just all the wrestling all the time. And then Monday, Labor Days, you know, you get raw. Fun times. Quite quite the week of wrestling. This episode, of course, will be coming out after all of these events, so this will be in retrospect. Uh, but we still will give you our predictions and then you know when you hear it on monday you're like damn they're smart because or they're dumb or they're dumb yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna go there but it's, <laughs> it's okay so let's talk clash of the castle i think i want to talk about first and foremost the match that i am the most excited for i think out of any match this week and that is gunter versus sheamus because as we said on the podcast before when the match got announced for the first time, I these boys are going to slap meat and Sheamus is going to turn red. Gunter is going to probably turn red from Sheamus's blood. Um, I, I don't see Gunter losing, although it would be pretty cool to see Sheamus win the Intercontinental title. Uh, that's the only title in the WWE he has never won. So... I I think both guys have good claim to winning, but I do think Gunter is going to retain here. Yeah, I agree. I think the ring the ring general will walk away victorious, but uh, with quite a lot of bruises and bumps along the way, because this is going to be a brutal match for sure. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. Like, I think the crowd's going to be so hot. I think that the action in the ring is going to be nonstop. All big clobbering moves. Uh, I kind of hope that the outside interference is minimal. I kind of hope that Pop H lets these boys wrestle. I think, uh, obviously, being part of the buildup of Walter slash Gunter in NXT UK and NXT, 
And of course, having wrestled Sheamus before himself, I'm sure he understands how to let these guys have a match. And I just kind of hope they let it breathe. Yeah, I mean, there will be some type of shenanigans on the ringside because of both guys having their uh, homies backing them up. But hopefully it doesn't really interfere with the outcome of the match too much. And speaking speaking of their homies, did you see that Butch uh, recently was seen wrestling in his bruiserweight attire? Yes. Bring me back Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight. I think it would be an interesting place to have Pete Dunn returned to being Pete Dunn in the UK, but I don't think, again, I, I don't think it should interfere with the match. I think we should let the match happen, and then maybe it can be some after-match shenanigans, because the crowd would pop for that change. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then we get forever where's Butch memes, because this Butch won't come back, and they're like, where's Butch? Yeah, I'm super excited for that match. And then, just kind of running down the card here, uh, we also have Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Uh, this was supposed That's to be freaking Rollins. Sorry, I, it's, I gotta like a, put... it's been official for quite a while. I got to put respect on the name. How how dare I do that to Seth Rollins? Seth freaking Rollins. So this is going to be a match that was supposed to happen at SummerSlam, but now is happening at Clash of the Castle. What are your thoughts on it? I feel like it's kind of a little cold going into Clash of the Castle, but I still know that these two guys are going to put on a great show. Yeah, it's just been a lot of like uh, backstage skirmishes and just trying to drag it out since it was supposed to be at SummerSlam. And that was going to be my SummerSlam match tonight. I thought I, that was what most people were most excited for going to SummerSlam. They postponed it for Clash, obviously. I'm still excited. I think this could definitely, I mean, Gunther and Sheamus is what I think will be match of the night, but I think this could plant that or come very close. This is going to be a banger for sure. And Riddle's my boy. Riddle's going to squash him. I, I mean, it would be cool if Riddle just squashed him in like 10 seconds, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be a great match, but Riddle's going to win because Riddle's better. Yeah, I think that this would be a really good jumping off point for Riddle, uh, getting a big win over a multi-time world champion, multi-time champion, every other facet of the company, Royal Rumble winner, professional media main eventer, every other accolade we can put on Seth Rollins' name. You know, he's been there, done that. And I think I, for one, I know you definitely feel this way. I think it's time for Riddle to take that next step into becoming a main eventer and him coming over Seth Rollins in this match would be a good way to do that. Yeah, it is a tough situation for both guys because as much as I am excited for the match, neither one of them I really think can afford a loss. I mean, I know people are like, you know, wins, losses don't really matter in wrestling, but at this point, since they're both like um, upper card or fringe upper card guys, and if you're going to put them in title situations or big match situations, then you have to you have to him wins. And Seth, he lost three times to Cody and kind of has lost quite a few times since. Riddle has also just been losing a lot recently. And some they need a big win. This is definitely a big win for one, but then it's going to be a pretty critical loss for the other one. Now, we're talking about like Riddle needs momentum to get to the next level and finally be, you know, for him to eventually win the title. But I know they like guys getting losses and keep stacking up losses and then overcoming the adversity. And maybe that's what they plan on doing with him. Maybe he'll take the L here. And even though I want Riddle to win, and that's still my pick to win, I kind of see that being where they're headed. And I do think Seth needs to win a bit more because I don't know, like Seth needs to be put into something big very soon. Riddle, there's lots of options. Rollins, I think there's less options for what to do next. 
Yeah, because I think in a sense, Riddle's also kind of biding time for Randy to come back. And then whenever Randy comes back, that can also be the big win that Riddle has to really bump him up. Uh, kind of like what you're saying, kind of gives Seth momentum. Because I feel like if Drew loses, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, but if Drew loses, I don't know who else there is for Roman to be facing right now. And I feel like Seth winning gives him a pretty good claim. We'll move on to a match that has like almost little to no builds. Uh, almost forgot this was a match on the card, and it is the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which is Liv Morgan facing Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I honestly, like I said, kind of forgot that this was a match. Shayna Baszler won that gauntlet, and then um, Liv Morgan hurt her arm. So, <laughs> well, Shane, yeah, Shayna, Shayna Baszler hurt Liv's arm worse, and. Now Liv is getting trained by Riddle how to do like submission defense and stuff. And they posted that on social media recently. It's a little build. I think you're right. You're definitely right. A little no build. I think Liv walks out the winner here. And but I do think this actually is gonna surprise. I think Clash of Castle is gonna be a pretty good win. I of the five matches that are announced so far, I'm interested in all of them. I think they're all have could be at least three star matches, three stars out of five. Yeah, I think Shayna has something to prove in this match, too. Um, kind of her first time being back in the main event, almost seemingly since, like, she was hot coming in from NXT. Um, and I think, again, Papa H is going to treat one of his uh, more prized possessions from black and gold NXT well. But like you said, I still think Liv is going to be getting the win here. You know, I could see it going either way, because like you said, Papa H loves Shayna, and I think this is going to be a return of, Dominant NXT Shayna and one match that people have wanted for a little while is Shayna versus Ronda. And if they keep Ronda face, even though she just turned heel, like they could definitely do it that way. I just don't want to take Liv away from the title too soon. And I want her to get an actual win over Ronda eventually and like be more legitimate. I don't really love how they're treating her as champ so far. And then the crowd kind of ruins it too. Cause like, well, a few weeks ago, she got, like, booed, and I was pissed. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the fans are so fickle. Like, they finally got what they want, and, like, they get sick of it in a week. Like, seriously? It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Like, let Liv be the champ. Don't turn heel. Like, most fans are still behind her, and fans that are booing her at live events, fucking leave. <laughs> fickle. Fickle. Fickle, fickle. Maybe Daniel Bryan was onto something. Before his time. Yeah, I mean, uh, Becky said it too. Well, kind of talking about uh, NXT stars, this next match, actually, I, I didn't really realize it until I was kind of just about to say it. This is a match featuring uh, all women and all women who have come from the NXT brand. Um, most former, or some, well, not most, but a good amount former NXT Women's Champions. Uh, and we have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. I think that this is going to be a banger of a match just because of every single person involved. Every single person is an amazing wrestler, and all can tell good stories. And if you want to argue that Dakota Kai isn't a good wrestler, Juice, now is your time. But I still think that this will be a great match. You know, I said I think she's a good wrestler. She's just not for me. She's just not. Her style isn't. I'm not big on just overly kicks and kicks on kicks on kicks on kicks on kicks on kicks and kicks. I'm just going to keep going the whole pod. Um, I, it's just a little too much. 
but she's very good. I respect her. I like the spot. I like control. Uh, I think control gets gets the win here. You gotta keep, you know, building the momentum for him, making the top faction in WWE. They're so entertaining. I love them. I love Bailey. I love Io. Dakota's growing on me, kind of, because she's associated with the other two. Uh, it's yeah, I'm all for it. Also, I just want Alexa Bliss to just go back to being the goddess. Twisted Bliss with uh, Bray was fun for a while. She was actually pretty funny. And now they're doing like a cross between like her face days when she was tag team and then cross and Twisted Bliss. And like, I don't like it. Like, it's you know, just- you know why they do it. It's because the Lily merch is selling out the wazoo. Yeah, well. They can, they'll probably still sell Lily dolls if she just goes back to being the goddess. And just, it's just like a, you know, they still sell Stone Cold shirts. They still sold Rock shirts. They still sell Eddie Guerrero shirts. You don't need to be an active thing to sell merch. They still sell like Fiend stuff, I think. Like, like that's true. I do think they sell merch. I do think they still sell the Fiend belt. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is $600. Just bring back the goddess. Get rid of Twist Bliss. Get rid of Lily. Like, they'll still sell Lily dolls. Like, who gives a shit if it's on TV? Like, people will still buy it. Because it still was a thing. It's still part of WWE history. You know, sadly. Um, But, yeah. Albeit infamously. But, yeah, I agree. I I am ready for a goddess to come back. That was one of my favorite wrestling characters from the women's division within the last 10 years. And, yeah, like, I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's a great character, great character worker. But yeah, we need the goddess back. I need that multi-time women's champion back. Facts. And moving on to the last announced card or match of the card, we have the Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And part of me wants to say that Drew wins here, Juice. But then the other part of me is like, I can't see Roman losing. But then the other part of me is like, well, now there's the factor of Sami Zayn. And could Sami Zayn mess up the little situation? I know we're recording this before Raw, and uh, the Usos and Sami Zayn are scheduled to be on Raw tonight. Uh, So people are rumoring that there's going to be some interaction between Sami, Kevin Owens, and the Usos, which might lead to an Usos versus Sami, Kevin tag team match for the titles. You know, I... The interesting thing is there's so many factors. And then you also have Karrion Cross lurking in the shadows. So there's just so many things that can go wrong for Roman in this match. And I guess wrong for Drew at that sense too with Karrion Cross. But I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Drew McIntyre is walking out of the UK as the universal champion. But I don't know. It's still tough to say. It's so tough, and I was thinking about it too. Like, there's a lot of reasons why it would make sense for Drew to win. One, he's never had a title defense or title victory in front of a live crowd. He's never got his big moment. Well, world title, world title. Like both his two world title wins, it was uh, he's surrounded by people on screens, and he didn't really get his moment, his big moment. Like his big moment is really so far just winning the Royal Rumble. That was like his big crowd moment. So, being in Cardiff. And getting that win in front of a live crowd, he deserves it. And also, he's an NXT guy, a Triple H guy. Triple H loves him. So I could see him giving him this moment. He's probably more into Drew than Roman. And then another thing going in Drew's favor is 
I think with Karrion Cross and Kevin Owens is still healed, and even Sammy, all being heels and all being the guys that kind of makes sense being in the picture next at this point, it would be, make sense for Drew McIntyre to be the champ and not Roman, since I can't really think of many face guy, faces that are really worthy of being up next because Cody's hurt. Bobby Lashley's the United States champion. Johnny Gargano has just come back and feuding with Austin Siri, so he can't be put in that picture right away. So all those reasons point to Drew, but for some reason my gut is telling me it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap, this is Star Wars, and that Roman's still going to win. All the signs point Drew, but I'm going Roman here. I think, yeah, I think the Tribal Chief is going to walk out yet again and just continue his reign. I, yeah, I, I don't i i definitely can see where you come from i'm gonna i'm just gonna put it out into the universe that drew mcintyre wins um because two years of roman reigns don't get me wrong i acknowledge my tribal chief he has been amazing these past two years but it's run its course i'm ready to see a new person with the title face new people in new matchups um and then there are a few matches juice that people are rumoring are going to be on the card that might not be announced we'll probably get some announced between tonight and friday i'm sure um and just to to rattle, rattle those off here quick uh people are saying there's going to be a judgment day versus edge beth phoenix and potentially Rey mysterio uh there's also going to be viking raiders versus new day which i think is more than likely going to happen i'm really excited for if and when that match does happen though um and then there's also rumors of some form of a Miz match potentially with dexter loomis that one i maybe I think from character aspect, I like it. I really like Dexter Loomis' character in The Miz. The Miz is just one of the greatest heels of, you know, the 21st century. I think that would be fun. If the, Is that going to be like a technical thriller? No, but I think it could be fun. I think it could be really fun storytelling and just goofy and um, dramatic. And I, I, I actually kind of dig that if that happens. Yeah, I think, it, like you said, it'll be fun. I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, any your five star classic, but I, I think I, I think all of those matches could be fun. Actually, I think if any of those matches were on the card, I don't think it would hurt the card in any sense whatsoever. Yeah, especially New Day versus Raiders. That's gonna that that's a banger. That I really hope that's on the card. Well, and keeping on topic of WWE traveling over to the UK, we are actually seeing the end of NXT UK this weekend as well. As we mentioned at Worlds Collide, NXT UK will be ending, transitioning to NXT Europe. Uh, and then we are also are getting the unification match between uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Breaker. And I think it's interesting that's ending. We have another title communication match uh, announced too. The oh, the the women's title, yes, sorry. Um, yeah, also the women's title match. What are your thoughts on uh, NXT UK ending at Worlds Collide and transitioning to the NXT Europe name brand, whatever? I'm excited for Worlds Collide. I think Braun Breaker versus the big strong boy Tyler Bate is going to be a banger. I love my big strong boy, dude. I remember him first in Walter and just a banger a few years ago, and. That dude is just, he's like short, like my height or maybe a little shorter. And the dude can pick up like 300 pound dudes. And he's just a physical fighter. This dude is the guy who put NXT UK in the map. I remember when Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate faced off 
in uh, Takeover Chicago, and they both came out, and the crowd was, you know, they didn't give a shit. They're like, who are these guys? Why should we care? What the fuck? And as the match progressed, they got more into it, and it was, and they ended up having the best reactions of the night because they put on a classic. Because that's what Tyler Bate does, dude. And Braun facing Tyler Bate, just power versus the little power. It's going to be a banger. I think people are going to shock by how good this match is. Like, I was so excited when Tyler Bate came out a couple weeks ago and they went toe-toe. I'm like, yes! It's a dream from match for me, for sure. And the triple threat women's match, uh, Mandy, the final boss, Michael Satamura versus, oh, what's her name now? Bea Priestley, but she has a new name now. Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport, okay. I didn't know that either, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I feel like Blair's probably just there to eat the pen. And I don't really like Blair Davenport that much. And Mandy, I like the rain, but um, I don't know. I, I don't think, I kind of hope Michael just wins, to be honest. But I could see her losing them, moving her to the main roster. But we'll see. I, my pick's Michael here. And then for Braun versus Tyler, it's it's Braun. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what other matches are announced. I know Gallus is going to have a match at some point, and um, we'll see what else happens for matches. They let go a lot, of, quite a lot of people, including um, I remember uh, they let go of Millie McKenzie. Who I remember Billy Stark said that's her current dream match. So maybe that can happen now for Billy. They let go a lot of talented people. Kind of sad, but um, I'm excited to see where NXT Europe takes off excited to see how nxt uk ends i'm excited to see how they use the nxt people that are left if a bunch of them staying on nxt who's going to be in nxt europe who's getting called up and all of that because there's quite a lot to sort out with all of that i'll be honest i haven't watched a single episode of nxt uk i have watched matches but never a full episode so i don't really have an opinion or a feeling on it ending um i know a lot of people like i know on reddit people joked that there was only five people ever in the live thread for every single time nxt uk was on so like i like i i definitely understand kind of the move uh i'm interested to what nxt uh europe can do and yeah, I, I think that these two matches will see it where it's quite interesting. WWE also booking a pay-per-view the same day as All Out is super interesting. We'll see how it goes for him because All Out is kind of questionable right now, if I'm honest. We'll get into that a little bit later. But before we get into that, uh, you you have another Mount Rushmore. I feel like we might as well just be renamed the Mount Rushmore podcast at this point because we do so many of them. But I love them. I, I don't I'm not criticizing them at all you brought up a mount rushmore of uk wrestlers uh, a lot of them have come through the wwe system so i think just seeing the nxt uk wrestlers that we'll be seeing as well as just anybody who remains in nxt europe uh, they might have the chance to get put on this mount rushmore um, but i know at least for me none of them are currently on it but let's let's get into the mount rushmore juice yeah, I mean, I'll just jump right into it. Name my number one. It's easy. It's William Regal. That's my boy. William Regal, great general manager, great wrestler, just great commentary, great everything. That dude got great behind the scenes. That dude has done so much for wrestling all across the board in so many different ways. From getting talent, from being a talent, from helping grow talent, um, producing talent, everything. The dude's just a jack of all trades. Definitely was the first name I thought of. 
No doubt. Yep. Uh, and number one for me too. Highest person at the peak of the mountain. William Regal is absolutely amazing. He's a he's a credit to many of the great superstars we've seen grace our TVs from Claudio to Danielson to anybody who was under his learning tree in the NXT UK or in NXT in general. Um, super excited to see kind of what the future of William Regal has too. I mean, we're seeing him in AEW right now. As we said before, arguably the best thing going on in AEW right now is the Blackpool Combat Club. Super excited to see how he grows the young wrestlers and super excited to see just the future of William Regal. But I cannot be upset with what we've seen already. Again, you kind of touched on everything. Man is a jack of all trades and does everything he does so well. Yeah, I think the only thing we can be upset about is that this dude definitely should have won a world title at some point in his career. And it's definitely because of, you know, backstage politics. And we know that he's had a troubled past. That's probably the main reason why he never got it. But um, definitely guy who's deserving. And I'm sure in the future we'll do like a Mount Rushmore of best guys who've never won a world title. And he will 100% be on it on both of ours, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Him and Mr. Perfect. All right, Juice, who do you got for your number two? Uh, another legend. Oldie guy, uh, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog himself. This was tough. Um, I'll be honest. I thought about having him and Dynamite Kid as just one spot and just the British Bulldogs. Cause, um, but I ended up not having Dynamite Kid at all in my four. I'm final. I'm sorry if people are pissed off with that, but uh, it is what it is. But Davy Boy Smith, that guy has put so many classics. Part of a great tag team, and he was a big part of not just WWE, such well WWF, but also WCW. The guy's a legend, and part of one of the most iconic wrestling families in wrestling history. Completely agree, and uh, actually the same thing as you. Funny enough, I was like, do I put both the Bulldogs on the list, or do I just put Davy Boy Smith on the list? Um, yeah, so I also have Davy Boy Smith on mine. I'm going to assume that we're going to have a very similar Mount Rushmore here because I don't know who your number three is, but I I don't really think I have any shock factor people on my Mount Rushmore. But uh, let, let's hear what your number three is. This is tough. My originally my favorite uh, British wrestler actually isn't Willing Regal. It's one guy I like more than Regal. That's not on my list. I didn't put him most because he just hasn't accomplished enough because of injury, sadly. But I think he's probably the best technical wrestler from the UK I've ever seen. He's an amazing commentator. And I think Ring Honor's greatest champion. And there's been a lot of great people in Ring Honor. And that's Nigel McGuinness. I think Nigel McGuinness is a stud. That dude has had so many classics. Guys like Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, uh, Kurt Angle. And, of course, we can't forget Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Nigel McGuinness is so good. And then he, he goes in the comment when he gets signed by WWE, he never got one match because of his injuries. And he was also, you know, he got signed the same time that Brian did. I think the guy would have had a, a tremendous career like Brian if he actually got a chance to wrestle. And I think it's one of the, it's just so sad that he never got to because the dude is just so incredible in the ring. And I, I love rewatching his matches all the time. He's, I think one of the most underrated wrestlers all the time, but he's on my list. So I should stop talking about him. And the person that I did put on is actually uh, Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch has, you know, she's from Ireland. She's just done so much for women's wrestling. And I was going between her and Paige and, and Nigel too. <laughs> but I was like, I need to put a woman on the list for sure. It's between Becky and Paige. I go Becky. 
multiple time women's champion both NXT and the main roster first woman the main event Wrestlemania uh, she's you know a history maker she is one of the leading forces of the women's revolution and one of the you could argue the most successful of the four horsewomen maybe well yeah or her Charlotte right probably you debate with one of those two yeah i mean bailey's my favorite of the four and i guess you put in it, they, they're all pretty debatable they've all accomplished so much but yeah becky's the pick here for me so i didn't put becky on mine and i actually do have Paige on mine um the true brit uh somebody who came from a family of british wrestlers somebody who jumped to wwe relatively young the first ever nxt women's champion Debuting after Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 30 and beating AJ. That was just a super duper iconic moment for me. That that moment in wrestling history for me is one of the ones that I watched live. And it really opened my eyes to not only women's wrestling. uh, Again, that happened when I was, what, WrestleMania 30 was eight years ago at this point? Yeah. So... Yeah, I was only like 14, 15. So, you know, I, I at that time, I didn't really have a, a love or respect for women's wrestling. And I think Paige is really a reason why. And you're talking about Becky Lynch being one of the biggest parts of the women's revolution. I'm talking about the person that started the women's revolution, baby. Uh, Paige is amazing. Again, somebody who put NXT on the map. Somebody who was a big reason why women got the chance. Hashtag give Divas a chance. And yeah, like I, I think you just can't deny that Paige is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever come out of Britain. And yeah, I I, I love me some Paige. Different iterations of my little list I had Paige on there because she definitely is the one who started the women's revolution and well her and AJ, and there's no denying that. Uh final person on my list. This is tough. I kind of just switched it because I actually had Paige and Becky and I switched Paige out for this person and it's Finley. It's Fit Finley himself. Uh, guy has done quite a lot in wrestling in his wrestling careers as a talent and also behind the scenes. He has done a lot and still continues to do a lot. Guy's definitely important to the business. Maybe underrated too. And we'll get into under honorable mentions after this, but there's definitely plenty people still worthy and people that I so many people I could see you go with for your final spot but I go with Fit Finley I also am going with Fit Finley uh, for the same reasons you said uh, you know the pride of Belfast the man that walked to the ring with a shillelagh and like 10 year old me was just like I fucking love this dude this dude looks like he's gonna go to the pub smash a beer over your head and then you know keep drinking afterwards uh, but regardless, Finley, an absolute hard-nosed competitor, one of those people to really bring like a shoot style of wrestling to a main circuit. Um, again, had success uh, in his younger years. We we caught him at the end of his tenure. Um, you know, of course, I saw him win a United States Championship. I saw him be a part of the King Booker's Court. Um, both roles that he was excellent in. Um, and of course, he also uh, has a son, David Finley Jr. Um, somebody who is doing very well for themselves in the world of professional wrestling, Finley himself being a, a third generation, right? I think Finley himself is a third generation. R- regardless, you know, somebody who's been in the business forever, 
uh, has a great mind for it. You, you hear a lot of wrestlers uh, say that Finley was a very integral part of their development within WWE too. So uh, I'm sure he's had a hand in helping your favorite wrestler more than you actually know. Yeah, and still does because he's still a part of it. So let's get to the honorable mentions because I have I have at least three. Yeah, I'll go. I mean, I already said one, Nigel. Paige was another for me. Uh, Drew McIntyre is one. I think he has accomplished quite a lot. Also Paige mine. Barrett for sure is one. Also mine. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I love Wade. I still love Wade. Wade's the man. Uh, and then but, Dynamite Kid is another one. Okay, so I actually have Pac um, as one of my honorable mentions as well. Dynamite Kid, though, like I said, I would I would have liked to put both the British Bulldogs on there. Yeah, I, I also have Pac on mine. I, I think you can't deny that Pac is continuing to be one of the greatest wrestlers that there is, especially within AEW. Uh, definitely deserving of that All-Atlantic Championship, but I would like to see him defended on AEW TV, though. Would, but I know that part of the belt is it's supposed to be defended everywhere, but but AEW. <laughs> Just saying, I, I'd like to see it actually on AEW TV. I would, because I want more Pac. <laughs> But yeah, I also just want to say uh, Wade Barrett, my part of him. Again, one of the moments I witnessed live, not only the first iteration of NXT, I was one of those people voting for Wade Barrett every week. I, so I personally like to think that I was a big reason why Wade Barrett won NXT season one. Uh, but I was always a huge Wade Barrett fan. Um, and then when the Nexus happened, again, witnessed that live as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is happening? The, the landscape of wrestling has changed. Just kidding. Super Cena went completely over them all because uh, personally, like, I'm just going to say fuck Super Cena for that part. Like the Nexus could have been this absolutely outstanding, amazing thing within WWE and Super Cena just fucking buried it. But I, yeah, I, I think Wade Barrett should have been a multi-time world champion, should have been a world champion, even with Bad News Barrett. I think that that was an amazing gimmick and super over for what it was. And yeah, I, I digress. Wade Barrett also continues to be a great commentator. In my opinion, the best commentator right now. All right. I, I, he's definitely up there. Uh, I, I think I'd probably put him at least top three. I think he's definitely top three. <laughs> There's some great commentators right now, but he's doing such a good job. Yeah, but regardless... It, a guy who doesn't get his flowers enough, in my personal opinion. So I want to make sure Wade gets his flowers. And then with McIntyre, it's McIntyre. He's going to be a world champion again soon enough. All right. And if you guys uh, hate our Mount Rushmore, or you think that there's somebody very important that we left off, which I really honestly can't think of too many other people. I know we were talking about offline that I couldn't even really think of a Mount Rushmore initially. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, duh, there's like seven people that I can think of now. Definitely let us know on social media. Dude, I just thought of a big one we missed. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, people will roast us because I, I I just thought of a huge one. And never mind, I'm a liar. He's not from the UK. I'm just dumb. <laughs> Can I guess on who you're going to say? Yeah, he's from Canada. He's not even from the UK. You can I, guess. I don't even want to admit it. Now <laughs> I don't even know who you're going to say. Good. I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> what can you tell us? Huh? Can you tell us? No. <laughs> All right. Just... We'll, we'll talk off air and then I'll tweet it. Um... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I know we've done a lot of WWE UK talk as they approach the United Kingdom pay-per-view, but 
with Clash or with uh, Worlds Collide happening on Sunday, they are clashing with AEW All Out. And as we alluded to earlier, we are going to touch upon AEW All Out a little bit here. Uh, and currently we have two, three, four, five, six matches on the no, I can't count. Two, four, six, eight, nine matches on the card. Um, and that is including the AEW Trios Championship and the Casino Ladder match. Juice, let's start with, I, I guess let's start with one of the matches that I think has the biggest implications out of the whole pay-per-view. And that is the AEW Interim Women's World Championship match being during Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and uh, Sheeta. I think all four of these women have a great claim to the title. I think it's time we push Hater. Honestly, hot take. I mean, I'll put my prediction here. I think I think hate I think Tony wins, but um I don't want any of them to be champ. Hickru she already was, and I thought she was like I loved her when she first when AW first launched. She was probably my favorite. And then like her title reign just ruined her for me. It was just boring and still had some good matches, but like wasn't on TV enough, which wasn't her fault. But when she was, she just uh, didn't have enough charisma, in my opinion. I thought she was kind of flat. Uh, Britt Baker, Britt Baker's great in the mic, but I don't need another Britt Baker reign. Jamie Hayter, I like Jamie Hayter, and, but I don't think she's ready for it. I don't think she'd be on TV that much either. Tony Storm, I don't think Tony Storm's ready for a world title anyway either, to be perfectly honest. I kind of want them all to lose, and I want like a fifth surprise contest. No, two two surprise contestants to come in, and I want them to be Allie, and I want them to be Serena Deeb, and one of them to win because <laughs> they're both they both wrestle circles between all four of them. Take that, they suck. <laughs> Serena Deeb and Allie are the best. I think that's a bold claim. Uh... I, I know we've gone on record saying that AEW might have the weakest women division in uh, all of professional wrestling right now. However, I still think that uh, Jamie Hayter, I think, has fans behind her and is getting better every week. And I think that she will be the interim women's champion. Is there better people? Sure. But I don't think that out of any of these four women, they would suck as bad as you think they would. But. I, I don't really suck because I, I, I'm not saying I hate any of them. I just don't think it'd be that interesting title reign. And I think it would be flat. And I don't think it'd be any different from what we've seen because I don't think they have enough to really capture enough attention of Tony and the crowd because Tony's just not putting woman, even the champ, on TV enough. And, I mean, maybe Deeb wouldn't either because Deeb's mainly just – it's her matches that draw people, not her – talking but i love deep and then ali i think ali does have the charisma i think she does have the creativity to attract the crowd and be entertaining every week not just in her matches but promos vignettes she's extremely creative an extremely great storyteller and character worker and they just haven't used her enough and i think it's been one of their biggest failures and i think she knows it too I hope so. Well, let's move on to the other women's match championship matches on this card. And we have Jade Cargill versus Athena. I don't see Jade Cargill losing here. Really? I, I do. Oh, okay. I think the streak ends. Okay. I think, I mean, hey, I love Athena. I, I think Athena is one of my favorite wrestlers uh, to come from NXT to also uh, grace the AEW women's division right now. But I just think Jade is too hot. 
I, I don't know if there is anybody better. You know, I think Athena would be a good person to beat the streak. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I also am not expecting too much out of this match, I'll be honest. That I think that's just more of a weak division than it is uh, the actual wrestlers in the match sort of thing. I think it'll be a fine match. And I, I kind of... I, I want more Athena on my TV because she's been really funny. When she was pretending to be a baddie and just like... I don't know, her taunting Jade has been really funny. I think she'd be a pretty fun champion. One thing that I don't think is funny is talking about a dude's dead dad. So, <laughs> quite a transition, I know. But let's talk about Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. I think that these two dudes are going to impress the fuck out of everybody with this match. I think that this has been something the fans have been looking for for a blow-off for a while. I I think that both these guys, I think Christian's going to have that one last thing to prove, put over Jungle Boy, and I think Jungle Boy is going to show everybody like, hey, I should be a bigger player than I actually am. Yeah, this is definitely the match that's had the best build and the one I'm probably excited for the most. I'm all for it. And Christian Cage has just been the biggest dick in the world and it's, it's been awesome. And Jungle Boy has really shown that he's better on the mic than I thought he was. He still has work to do, but he's had some good promos in this feud. And I've been digging this feud a lot, and I can't wait for the blow-off. Yeah, Christian Cage is such a fucking dick in this whole entire thing. But hey, I mean, Edge always told us that Christian was a dick. You heard it in all like the interviews and people being talking about Christian saying that he's a dick in real life. So, you know, he's just showing it. <laughs> for prediction, I'll go Jungle Boy. Yeah, I think it's easy Jungle Boy winning this match. And then another match I think is pretty interesting, something that has had a, a relatively decent build, uh, Ricky Starks versus Will Hobbs. I have no idea who's going to win this match because I think that both these guys not only can afford to win but can't lose. Like, I do not have any idea who is going to come out on top here. Regardless, it's going to be an amazing match. I think both these guys are going to really show out. I'm going to go on a limb and say that Hobbs is the one that ends up winning here because Ricky can take a loss or two because you want to build Hobbs as this like unstoppable monster. But I love Ricky Starks. Love, 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 love Ricky Starks. I think he can look good in defeat here. I think that he just needs to cut one promo afterwards and he'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I, I think Hobbs is winning this one. I think Stark wins, but I kind of... I want this to keep going afterwards. I want to make a trilogy out of it. Not all on pay-per-view, but yeah, I kind of want Hobbs to win. Maybe even Hobbs win the second one, and then Ricky Starks wins the third, if there's a third. But yeah, I'll go with, I think Ricky Starks is going to win, though. I think this might as well just end here. And then he go into a title picture. Let's talk about a match that does have like almost little to no build. Well, I guess it has some sort of build. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defend the AW World Tag Team Championships against the Acclaimed. First off, fucking love the Acclaimed right now. Juice, you want to scissor me real quick? All right. We're scissoring for those of you who listen to this. <laughs> but, yep, so uh, I don't think the Acclaimed are winning, though. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, also, where the fuck is FDR? You have matched on the card. Well, yeah, but like, where the fuck are they in the World Tag Team Championship scene? Because they are number one, and they've been number one for a while. So, well, I think the issue is that they have too many belts that they don't have anywhere. Give them all the fucking belts. Yeah, I don't but care they don't have anywhere to put them. And 
if they get too much gold, then their backs will hurt and they'll get injured, Billy. Do you want them to get injured? No, but they're strong enough to carry all those belts. I've seen them wrestle matches before, Juice. But yeah, for, for this tag team match, though, I have like no real... I, I know Keith Lee and Swerve are going to win. Uh, I think the Acclaimed are, are perfectly fine. I think that they're a great tag team, but I, I don't think this match will be anything outside a good match. You know, just it'll be good. Mm, I think it will surprise. I think it's going to be a really entertaining match. It's just there's no build. It'll just be a spot fest. That's what it's going to be. And I think AW needs to stop relying on spot fest match. And I think the crowd needs to stop really. If they fuel that. Like you give them the hardcore matches and the flips and the crowd freaks out for that. But when you give them a good storytelling match, they're, they like it, but not as much as seeing 4,000 flips to the outside. And the AW crowd needs to really realize that if you want good storytelling and good builds and you want a, a good ends that make sense and good booking, then you need to stop feeding in the spot fest in time and giving them more reaction than the matches that deserve more. But it's going to be a fun match. I'm entertained by it. I'm going to be entertained by it for sure. I love Keith Lee. I love Swerve. The claims are fun. They're they're entertaining. I mean, Max Caster is a ripoff John Cena, but uh, he does it in an entertaining and fresh way. It, like, you can't deny it's the same gimmick as Dr. Thumbnaga. It's just like he puts his own original spin on it that is unique, and it is fun, and it is fresh. He has gotten Cena's blessing for it, too. Cena has posted him multiple times on social media, so. As he should. He's doing a good job. They're definitely going to be tag champs at some point. I just don't think it's going to be now. I saw somebody we follow on our social media say, oh, Acclaim's going to win. It's their time. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve are going great champs. I'm like, have they? Because they've had the title for, what, a couple months? And they haven't really had a feud. It's just a couple. They've had some great title matches, a couple, but. They, they haven't done anything with the tag their reign yet. Tag titles don't really feel important right now. And I think if Keith Lee and Swerve beat a team that just came out with actual storyline and beat a team like the Acclaims, it definitely will put them in the right spot to being making tag titles feel important again. And they need to be important again. And these are two dudes that definitely make it feel important again. So give them more time on TV. Make the titles matter again. Because they have for so long, and they just started not mattering just, I don't know, probably six months. Probably the tail, like ha- the second half of Jurassic Express's reign, they kind of started to lose the flair that they had. I actually forgot that they were tag team champions before. See? That's my point. I actually forgot that. Because yeah. I was trying to remember. I was like, how did Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland beat the Young Bucks? And then I was like, wait a minute. They're, they didn't beat the young bucks. No, they did. They did. It was a triple threat tag. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Right. But yeah. I, I, but I, kind of just what yeah. you're saying, though. Like when you have teams like the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in your company, they <laughs> do they do get overshadowed. Yeah, it went Jurassic. It went Jurassic to the Young Bucks. And then Young Bucks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks versus right. Lee Ricklin and a triple threat tag. And that's how they won. So the Jurassic Express weren't even involved in the championship match where Lee and Swerve won. We can move on down the card here and talk about uh, the tag team that I think should have 
should hold the tag team titles. FTR teaming up with Wardlow. We get a pinnacle reunion versus Jay Lethal and somebody and a tag team that I bet you're very happy to see on this pay-per-view with the Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley have been just on the uh, past few years ever since they came back and Impact. They've been killing the Indies, killing the Impact, killing it everywhere they go. These dudes are just sensational. Two of this. I think one of the most underrated tag teams all the time, two of the most underrated wrestlers, these guys are studs. They are world-traveled. They only put bangers. They have launched the careers of so many tag teams in AW and WWE. Like, a lot of people owe their careers to these guys because their their first big matches were because they wrestled the most of Machine Guns. Chris Damon and Alex Elliott are legends, and this match is going to be a banger. I actually think I I was surprised to announce, and I'm extremely excited because I'm a huge Motor City guy. And uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban on the boys, yes, give me this, yes, yes. And uh, Wardlow and FTR win. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Not my boys, but they're gonna win. Don't disagree with you, but yeah, if, when you get FTR and uh, Motor City Machine Guns in there, just kind of doing like. Just like I'm sure there's going to be a sequence where it's just the four of them doing like a tag team match or just at least like a, a couple minutes of a tag team match. Um, I'm sure that that's going to be really unique sequences, really fun. And yeah, I'm excited for this match, too. I think all six guys are amazing that are going to be in this match. Um, seeing Alex Shelley wrestle live too uh, at a Beyond show, that was really fun. And I've, again, seen my fair share of Motor City Machine Gun over the years. Uh, never really have been an impact faithful, so never really saw their rise and uh, saw other tag teams beat them to become so good. But um, yeah, I, I I definitely respect both Chris Saban and Alex Shelley's abilities in the ring and as a tag team. And yeah, I also think though that Wardlow and FTR will be winning this one. I actually switched my pick. I think they're going to lose. Okay. Now I think I think it's going to set up a title match between Jay and Wardlow and FTR and Motor City. So I think Jay Lethal must be going to win because there's going to be some shenanigans because Jay Lethal's got his big, you know, his boys backing him that aren't in the match. So let's say they win, and then on TV eventually we get Jay Lethal versus Wardlow, which I, I, I'm i excited for that. And FTR versus Motor City, which that, oh, my God, give me that. Give me that. That's going to be five stars, baby. Give me that. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Just give it to me now. Like, right now. Like, right in my backyard. Oh, I don't have a backyard. Right in the street. Just put a ring right in my road right now. Give me the match. I want to watch it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Well, I I don't know how to move on from that, but we will. Uh, well, Juice, you want to be sports entertained, it seems. Uh, so why not talk about the sports entertainer of the millennia? The Lionheart, Chris Jericho, going against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. I think that this match is either going to be really good or really bad. I don't know if there's going to be an in-between for this one. That is fair. And I'm going to be the optimist and say it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, I think that Jericho and Brian have enough history between each other understanding of how each other works and of course the the years between the two is just immaculate the amount of matches wrestled between the two is immaculate i i again i i am not gonna say it's gonna be really bad i the only reason why i'd say it'd be really bad is just if there's too much shenanigans um i like i just don't want the match to be overbooked like it is chris jericho versus brian danielson it it should just be as simple as that that is what the match should be let these two tear it down let people let jericho show he can still go and let daniel show well, let brian know show let brian show 
why he is Daniel freaking why he is Daniel freaking Rollins. Hey, I think Brian Daniels is better than Rollins. Hot take, maybe, but he got winning. I was kind of hoping I wouldn't have to say that. Uh, I still think it's going to be Danielson, though, um, mainly because I think that Jericho can afford losses, and I feel like Danielson is going to eventually be put into some sort of world title feud and win it, and I think him losing to Jericho would not help his record. I'll go with Danielson, too, because part of me thinks that Punk's going to get the title back against Mox at All Out. And then we're going to get Punk versus Danielson. So I'll go Danielson here. And the last thing we haven't talked about is the casino ladder match. Uh, I don't even think anybody's been announced for it, have they? No, not yet. They'll probably... Oh, which is weird because they have uh, two shows to do that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's weird. Usually they're really good at building things and like things are already... The cards usually... um, almost completely done at this point and it's not feeling a little you know vincey tony khan is turning into vince but yeah so there's that um i can't really pick a winner when i don't know who's in it (laughs) and but we do have another match that we could predict which i mean it's not actually the exact match is made but the aw world's trio championship is also on the card and i think uh i think the elite's gonna beat um the house of black you know i would really love if dark order won the whole thing <laughs> well dark order has already beaten the house of black oh they did that happened friday this is why i need to watch rampage again <laughs> see and and that's potentially leading up to another potential all-out match in darby allen sting and miro versus malachi black Brody king and buddy matthews yeah can you cut that <laughs> cut that cut that cut that cut that yeah, I, I didn't even like look up the results of Rampage because I was so uninterested. <laughs> yeah, I think the Elite are going to be winning too. Uh, I could see them fighting uh, the Dark Order in the finals though um, and kind of it being the Hangman because actually uh, from Rampage as well, uh, Ten got hurt. So the Dark Order is having a mystery partner in their semifinal match, um, which... Is going to be Hangman, let's be honest. And then I think that's going to set up uh, Reynolds, Silver, and Hangman versus the Elite. But I do think the Elite are going to come out on top. Because you can't have a title established and not have it be literally the top three stars in your company being the ones to hold it. Yeah, for sure. Not the House Black, because the House Black lost, I guess. (laughs) And uh, just to kind of wrap it up, Juice, there are a few other uh, potential matches that people are rumoring, uh, one of which is Pac versus Kip Sabian, which, again, uh, we did actually have Kip Sabian attack Pac um, after uh, a match, uh, which I think is pretty interesting. Kip Sabian is officially back. Uh, I I never have really been a big Kip fan, but I think I just kind of hated his old gimmick. I don't know about you. I like Kip. I think he's funny. I like I think he does good character work. He's extremely athletic. It's usually not my favorite style of wrestling, but um I've always been entertained by Kip. Is me is was he it was a huge loss for me that he was off TV. No, but I kind of want him back cuz I like him in some capacity. I don't need him every week, but I do like to see him at least once a month. 
And then, of course, uh, there's potential for an FGW championship match where uh, some part of 2.0 are going to be facing Hook. I don't think that match will happen, though, honestly. And if it does, it's just going to be Hook squashing them. Um, that sounds like a buy-in match. Yeah, that's it's rumored to be a pre-show match. Um, we also have rumors of Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara, but I think that's just because of the uh, backstage fight or quote-unquote fight that happened between the two. I don't know if you heard anything about that. No. What happened? Really? You didn't hear anything uh, no. about that? No, like an really? actual fight? Yeah, or... so uh, I guess, like, I guess legit, um, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara got into, like, an argument, and I guess, like, Eddie Kingston was, like, in Sammy's face, and, you know, Sammy just has that smug douchebag face. People were saying that Sammy just was smiling and laughing in his face, and Eddie Kingston, like, like, like whitewashed him like just like literally like shoved like people were saying he just like shoved his hand into his face and like rubbed it and pushed him away and that was like the end of it um and actually eddie kingston caught a lot of heat for that on twitter um he actually had like a, a series of tweets being like all right guys like i'm a grown man like i, I get it I, I fucked up sorry like and then like he like literally sammy guevara also like tweeted out like don't worry like we made up like eddie apologized like it was a big thing like eddie caught a lot of heat for it people were really upset about it um i think it was just kind of a eddie kingston and i don't want to say notorious hothead but definitely not afraid to let his opinion be voiced uh and sammy guevara just having the most punchable face that's ever existed i just think the the uh <laughs> the two combustible elements met each other and then they blew up a little yeah, I missed that. I think that's just the bad side of me working all weekend now. <laughs> that that was a major wrestling news story over the past couple of weeks. Surprised you didn't hear anything about that. No, I didn't know that was a thing at all. Uh, but yes, and, and just the last thing too, uh, there's rumors of potential Ring of Honor title defenses, but again, they literally have two shows to set any of those up, and I don't see that happening. We do know Tony Khan loves having 50 matches on a show on a pay-per-view and having 10 hour pay-per-views so you know we'll see <laughs> yep and then of course there's also a rumor that moxley and punk are going to be fighting again and punk's injuries are work this that and the other thing uh who knows yeah also people i i know i i shouldn't have to say this but i'm gonna say it because people take everything seriously but i was exaggerating by saying 10 hours <laughs> i mean the WWE has definitely been worse historically, so I'll uh, I'll not as much there. recently though. AEW <laughs> has just always been long in their entire four year existence. Their pay per views just never end. <laughs> yep, everything goes right to the wire. But all right, Juice. So that is it for us. Is there any other last all out Clash of the Castle or Worlds Collide takes you want to give out to the world before you plug our social medias? No. Well said. Well, if people want to give us their own predictions or talk about the matches with us as they happen, where can they do so? They can go to Twitter and type capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. On Instagram, do the same. T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D, O, lowercase. Yes, and as we come crashing down to the map, on this episode of top of the cage we want to thank you all so much for tuning in and if you are listening to us on spotify or apple podcasts and you do not leave us a five-star review that means that you specifically you that person not giving us the five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact 
Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.